welcome to here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast, a little slice and dice, or praise and hype a movie. Each and every month there's a thing. This month is House Halloween 2, which is my look at all three House and Haunted Hill movies, Sleepy Hollow, Ghostbusters 84, and Halloween 2018. Last week was the classic Vincent Price movie, House on Haunted Hill, and tonight is the hip remake coming 40 years after the original and 20 years ago. And what is it with Hollywood and remaking old movies? Some good, House of Wax, 53. Some bad, Halloween 2007. And some, why? Looking at you, Psycho 98. Most of these movies don't need to be remade. I mean, what was the point of The Fog and The Wicker Man? Oh my god, the beast! Is that the whole fucking thing about the working man for crying out loud? Also, what is Hollywood's hard on for franchising everything? Do we need yet another Jigsaw movie? Or Child's Play? Or Pet Cemetery? No! Stop it immediately! Jesus Christ, that Pet Cemetery was a fucking worst movie I've seen in a long time. Sequels killed the horror genre. And enough of channeling Randy from Scream uh, back to this. Uh, with an all-star cast, flashy effects, and the blessing of William Castle's daughter, here we have 1999's House on Haunted Hill. I actually saw this in cinema back in 99, and the reaction was fairly muted. I think there was about 40 people in a cinema, and there was only one nervous scream from some chick in the front row, and some slightly anxious laughter for some of the effects and that was it it was fairly muted never a good sign of a horror movie so let's fling open the, the old dusty old doors and see if this old house can still haunt uh, with its 19 million dollar budget this thing pulled in 40 starring a jeffrey rush a famke jansen ali latter ty diggs peter gallagher chris kitan and a jeffrey akums directed by william malone other plot, same as the 50s one, but with um, better effects. Okay, a multimillionaire theme park owner throws his wife a haunted house party for her birthday. Thing is, however, it is held in an actual haunted house. When the guests start to drop, the others then question if the $1 million prize is worth it, or is this just one a big joke? Who will survive the night, and will they get their big payoff? Find out here. First up, I want to save you an hour and a half of your life. Do not listen to the director's commentary. You will learn nothing other than the facts that he had the flu and the sets were huge with high ceilings. That is fucking it, I swear to God. It's one of the most useless, drony director's commentaries I've ever listened to. I mean, for crying out loud. So, the movie opens up on a black and white Warner Bros. logo, which was supposed to be the one from the 50s, but they couldn't get the rights to use it for reasons. I'm not sure why they couldn't get to use the 50s Warner Brothers logo, because this is fucking Warner Brothers, so... Then on to the animated Dark Castle logo, a company that specialised in old 50s remakes, and that only lasted 12 years. It died out in 2011, I believe. Even though it looked on until 2017, but they only released other people's movies. The last movie they'd done, allegedly, was Splice from 2011. Anyway, on to some weird animated titles of jittering strings and weird, <laughs> frightening images. Finally, after three minutes, and can we say 
thriller. The movie starts and it's the house circa the 1930s, except it's a mental asylum. Ooh, spooky. As we see an orderly going about his business and note he's the writer, Dick Bibby. One of the two writers, actually. In his little glass office, and I worked in a mental institute, and that's a big fucking no-no. No, he wouldn't have glass fucking offices. He sharpens his pencils, and then fills out paperwork. Seconds later, he's attacked by the inmates, having his pencils shoved through his necks. neck. rather. Hence, why you don't have bloody glass offices. And dear God, these, these pencils are huge and fucking strong. They can right through the fucking neck. I mean, some bloody pencils they are... How did the inmates take over the place? Who cares? It's down to the operating theatre where we meet Mad Doctor Vanakut, played by Jeffrey Coombs of the animated movies Castle Freak, The Frighteners, Star Trek Space Nine, Fear.com, and a boatload of cartoons. Who is operating on an unnamed inmate with no anesthesia because he's a fucking sick fuck? Him and his nurses are quickly killed by the raging mass of inmates. Not before ever, Vanakut locks down the hospital, sealing all the souls in as a fire engulfs the hospital. Where the hell did the fire start? Who cares? It's just a fire because reasons. Up pops old news film reel of the doctor and his nurses getting ripped open. Because, you know, they would show you in a cinema in the fucking 30s. Yeah. Up pops Peter Graves. In an unsolved mystery spoof to tell the story of the house on Haunted Hill. That the mad doctor went completely insane and started butchering his patients unnecessarily doing surgery. And some inmate got out and set up with a light and killed well over 300 people. In a bathtub, watching this on TV while drinking her Bloody Mary using Finlidia vodka. I love the fact there's a huge bottle of the stuff right next to the fucking bathtub. Because... That's subtle product placement, folks. As the camera glides up to her, downing her fucking muddy, bloody Mary, is Evelyn Price, played by Fumka Janssen, of Goldeneye, The Faculty, X-Men Movies, Taken Movies, Hemlock Grove, and How to Get Away With Murder. She's the perfect bitchy wife to a millionaire who wants him dead. She's the perfect trailer trash gold digger. Indeed, he has a quick jab at her. Saying she's as country as the 4th of July in cornbread or something like that. So, hmm. On hearing the house is rebuilt and has a real ghost in it, she calls her husband, Stephen Price, played by Geoffrey Rush of Shrine. Elizabeth, Shakespeare in Love, The Tale of Panama, The Pirate of the Caribbean Movies, Munich, and The King's Speech. To tell him she wants her party to be held in the house. He's too busy schmoozing a Channel 3 reporter, played by Lisa Loeb, and her cameraman, played by James Marston of Buffy fame. He scares the shit out of them by pulling the, oh no, the list cables have snapped routine. And note, this ride is actually the Hulk ride in Universal Studios, Florida. Or it was rather at the time, I don't it still is now. After these two are scared shitless, he calls Evelyn back. And note, Lisa Loeb was violently sick riding this roller coaster time and time and time again. Also note, the director claims the outfits Geoffrey Rush wore in this it was in no way meant to be a nod to Vincent Price, and I'm calling it bullshit. He claimed it was a John Waters nod, which is absolute utter shit. I mean, it has a Vincent Price 
moustache and his hair's all done up Vincent Price and he's got the little Vincent Price sort of tie thing. Yeah, John Waters my arse. Anyway, by the way, on the video for Liff, couldn't you tell you're not falling to your death? After all, Price does say it's 26 stories up and a force and shear speed that drop would fuck up your stomach. So I'm calling bullshit this would actually work. It's only a video playing so there will be no fucking G-Force. Also, he's going to ride this thing every single time somebody wants to go up this bloody lift shaft, I mean for fuck's sake, utter bollocks. Moving on, he calls Evelyn back and agrees to have her party at the house. At his office, Price shreds Evelyn's guest list and then takes up his own. However, when he leaves for the night, a dark shadow types up a new list. Ooh, spooky. As Marlon Manson's sweet dreams are made of this place. A note, the director wanted him to play a ghost, but couldn't get him, so the song would have to suffice. Much like in the original, we see Hersey's drive up a winding road. And note, this is the back road through the Hollywood Hills. Sign of what the hell it was. Anyway, in each is a guest. First up is Sarah, played by Ali Latter of the Final Destination movies. Check my archives. Resident Evil movies, again, check my archives. And Heroes. She's supposed to be a rich studio head, but that subplot was cut. So she's now just a fake business person. Next is Melissa, played by Bridget Wilson Sampras, all of Mortal Kombat movies, check my archives. I know we did last summer, again, check my archives. And a last action hero. She's a, a washed up talk show host who thinks if she catches ghosts on film, she'll be famous again long before Most Haunted, and these ghost adventure things were a thing. And this is what, 1990 didn't become popular until what, 2002 onwards? Next is Dr. Blackburn, played by Peter Gallagher of Mother's Boys, American Beauty, The O.C., Bad Mom Movies, and Grace and Frankie. He's a doctor who wants to test the effects of fear. Okay And finally is Eddie, played by Tay Diggs of Go, Equilibrium, Will and Grace, Empire, and Rent. He's a washed up baseball player who needs the money. Each has an invite telling them if they survive the one night at the house, they will be given $1 million cash. At the gate, we meet house owner Pritchard, played by Chris Catan of Night at Roxbury, Santa's Sleigh, check my archives, SNL, and a potload of Adam Sandler movies, sweet mother of Jesus. He's basically playing the same character as in the 50s, right down to nervous drinking. They walk up the driveway to the lit up house, as the sp shit spooky music plays. I mean, this music is fucking cheap. A note, the house is actually the Hollywood Observatory, with the domes removed in post-production and had the other parts of the top of the house added uh, in a miniature. I believe it was 15 foot tall. Inside is a set of 30 foot floors and 12 foot ceilings. Uh, these took up two studios, apparently. In walks Evelyn, who asks who the fuck are you people? As seconds later, the medieval stained glass skylight smashes over her, almost pinning her to the dining table. And note, Famke Jensen actually did that stun herself. The big shard of glasses on a arm thing, a big metal arm, and that was a real shard of glass, and she was told not to move one millimetre or she would have lost a fucking ear. By the way, I'm calling bullshit. No one was cut with this huge skyline smashing, showering all the guests in glass. Only everyone has a teeny tiny little scratch on her cheek. Yeah, bollocks. 
Price then gets Pritchard to tell the story of the house that his dad was killed in a house fixing up the place. So how long has this guy Pritchard actually been living in this house before he ran screaming from it? Greta then claims he's living in his car outside, but for how long? It's not actually said or actually explained. So bad writing then. Evelyn pulls Price away for a little chit chat as the guests are mingle. As in the basement, watching all on CCTV cameras, is Schlechter, played by Max Perlich. He's one of Price's workers who has rigged up the house with little gags, and I love he has two blockbuster video boxes on his desk. How very 90s. On the CCTV monitors, he watches Evelyn and Price have a little tiff over just who the fuck these guests are, each claiming they don't know who changed the guest lists after Price says he changed her list, but who changed his list? Spooky! I love the banter between these two. Each hate each other even more than the last, with her asking him to drop dead if he really loved her, with him saying, wasn't it fun when you really Jim Jones me with that cocktail? The banter, almost as good as a 50s one. Going back downstairs, Price writes out Pritchard's cheque for one million dollars and then shows the rest of the other four cheques, each for one million dollars, which they'll get at if they last the night. He goes on to say, however, whoever is left alive at the end of the night will, will get all the money, five million dollars. Price then takes down all their names and here's it. Sarah lies, claiming she's Jennifer Jensen, VP of some bullshit movie studio. As again, that subplot was cut, so eh. Price, uh, sorry, Pritchard demands his money, but it's too late as the house seals shut, locking all in for the night. Pritchard then goes apeshit, smashing windows to no avail, cutting open his palm as Dr. Brackbomb patches him up and this goes fucking nowhere. There's not a scratch on his hand. I mean, he smashes dozens of windows and his hands are ripped to shreds but one splash of vodka and it's fine. Of course, Van Lydia vodka. He then tells them the house is alive and they're all gonna die. Spooky! Eddie points out why not just stay in the main hall until morning. But no, these fucking idiots have to go and wander off and be killed one at a time. Evelyn comes downstairs with a drink in hand and I swear to God, every single time you see her, she has a drink in her hand to tell everyone Price is a sick fuck who gets off scaring little kids. Sarah says, so he's that Stephen Price then. Thank God she's sharp. Better watch out, love. You might cut yourself. I mean, oh my God. How in the fuck would you go, sorry, why in the fuck would you go to some spooky old house in the middle of fucking nowhere to party with someone you don't even know and then be told you may be killed by vengeful ghost? Fuck that about there as soon as I mention the word ghost. Stick your mind doors up your fucking ass because you can't spin it if you're dead. Idiots. Down to the creepy ass basement does Eddie, Sarah and Pritchard go to find a control room for a security system and how in the fuck did Pritchard not know the security system doesn't have a basement control room? It's up in the fucking attic. This guy's a fucking, this script is terrible well written. Not before Price hands out handguns. Again, how very 1950s. Somehow this is lamer. He tells them they're all sealed shut and has one clip. Hello, can you empty the gun and refill it one bullet at a time using the top slot thing? I mean, I haven't fired a real gun in my life, but I'm guessing you can do that. 
Anyway, down they go to the basement, past creepy-ass-skinned humans and animal statues from the 1800s. Why the fuck this hospital has these lame-ass skeleton things here? Who cares? These do absolutely nothing. I kept expecting them to attack someone, but nope. What was the point of having these fucking creepy-ass fucking statues of skinned humans on a skinned horse? Why? And note, according to Richard's commentary, this basement area was 60 foot long with 20 foot high ceilings and was unable to light. And it smelt real bad because, I don't know, reasons. Pritchard takes them through the maze of corridors with Sarah almost getting killed by falling at a doorway because apparently there's like stones falling on her head for some bloody well reason. I mean, uh... As in a hidden control room, Price's worker watches on with glee. Price visits him to ask why he sealed the place up. He said he didn't do it, it must have been the ghost, because spooky. Pritchard continues the tour as Price comes out of absolutely fucking nowhere to scare them, so this guy can teleport then. How? Sarah asks what's behind the practically bricked up wall. Pritchard says nothing but the wrong way. As they walk away, black shit starts to fucking tentacle its way out. Ooh, spooky. He then takes him to electric shock room. And why is this stuff still working? If no one has set foot in a basement since 1930 fucking one. Why the fuck is the wiring still working for crying out loud? I mean, who changed all the light bulbs and rewired a place? The ghosts? Ugh, the fucking bad writing. Up next is a saturation, uh, saturation even chamber, which was a device that was supposed to make a insane man Sane and a sane man insane by showing him creepy images and weird, I know, sounds and flashing lights and such. The fuck? Note, this was almost the size of an entire set. Because reasons. Pritchard and Price somehow lose Sarah and Eddie, and then Sarah loses Eddie. And well done, Scooby Dang! Well bloody done, Huey! <coughs> I mean, ugh, this script is fucking terrible. Just as Sarah tells Eddie the truth that she was fired and needs the money badly. She's not actually this multi-millionaire fucking studio head. She's just some, I don't know, receptionist, secretary, assistant, what the fuck she was. <sighs> God. And because she can fix a wire, she can't be rich or successful woman because this guy's a sexist bastard. I mean, mm. She then follows a ghostly Eddie straight down to a vat of blood where he dives in, so she tries to help him out. When the real Eddie shows up, she's almost dragged down, but she saves herself. Two things here. A. Why the fuck would you follow a glowing, vibrating man to a bloodbath? Also, why is it a bloodbath? From the 30s? Would not be dried up by now? I mean, mm. And B. Why did the ghost not pull this trick time and again? They'd done it one time and that was it. The point of that was... Now, back in the main hall, you know, pissed off Eddie wants Price dead. Yet Sarah, nope, she's fine. Only a few drops of blood on her face. It's like... Five seconds ago, she was fine. What the fuck? She was lost in the fucking bowels of this place, in the maze of corridors. She was almost dragged to her death in a fucking huge vat of blood. But she's fine. We put blood on her face. Fine. <sighs> Who the fuck wrote this crap? I mean, bubbling bloodbath of a ghostly Eddie. Ugh, fuck's sake. This is supposed to be scary, folks. Uh, Price says it wasn't him. He was with Pritchard the whole time. So, he was innocent. 
Uh, then Pritchard writes about how bad the darkness is. Yeah, me, I agree. I remember they, they were shit. Their two songs. Jesus Christ, it was garbage. Was it Think Old Love? Or no? What was it a Christmas shit song they had? Oh, who cares? Well, this is happening. Mossna is off on her own recording some spooky ass shit because she's a fucking airhead moron. When she sees the ghost of Dr. Vanicott and her nurses, she does fuck all. She just stands there and holds her fucking camcorder up and records this garbage. Will it you fucking run? She's first to be killed. Ah, she's killed off screen. By the way, she doesn't react at all to these ghosts. As if she's in a fucking bad horror movie or something. I mean, the rest hear her screaming and check it out, finding her smashed camera on the floor with a pool of blood. Sarah fixes it to show Melissa being dragged off screaming up the wall and through the ceiling, never to be seen again until the spooky ending. Evelyn outright accuses Price of killing her, so he throws it right back at her. And with that, she pulls out a gun and shoots a glass right behind Price's head before walking off to bed. The point of that scene was what exactly? Eddie hands Sarah his gun and they both head back down to the basement. Are they fucking mad? Stay in the one fucking area, you fucking idiot Scooby gang. Why in the fuck would you go back down there when you know there's no control room down there? This fucking movie. Also, the good doctor leaves to search for Melissa all alone. Again, these people are fucking morons. Price visits his worker who has been killed off screen with his head ripped wide open because I don't know why would you show that fucking thing I mean this movie is light on kills and there's what five I mean uh... here he sees the herky-jerky Vanicott going after Evelyn and who the fuck says this herky-jerky slow motion fast motion slow motion fast motion crap was scary it's not give it a rest Hollywood <sighs> dear god he has cameras everywhere yet he didn't run to check the footage of Melissa's death Really? Uh, cut to shit late 90s music as Price runs to save Evelyn. The good doctor looks for Melissa. Eddie and Sarah tries to prise open windows, which are now sealed shut. As Pritchard is looking for something, what he's looking for, who cares? And Evelyn has now disappeared from her bedroom. Ooh, spooky. The lights flicker. It's Evelyn. She's frying on the ECT table. As I'll go running to find slash save her. It's too late. She's dead. Fucking foaming at the mouth with blood. Because of course she would. Price is dead. Knocked out. And placed in situation chamber. Where you'll never guess what. The good Dr. Blackburn is in on it. <gasps> Shock. Horror. I know. Mm. As he turns on the chamber on full blast. Inside which Price is attacked by Dr. Vanicott. And shown how the inmates were treated, i.e. wrapped in rubber and throwing at a pool of ice-cold water. And note, Jeff Rush did this stunt himself, being wrapped up in rubber and having barbed wire wrapped around his head, and then thrown into a pool of ice-cold water to be dragged underwater by a ghost. This shit was done for real. Is he fucking insane? The director was stunned. He actually allowed himself to, be, to have this happen to him. Fuck that. For some cheap-ass horror movie. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sarah and Eddie find Vanicott's office, finding a picture of all the five staff members that survived the 1931 fire. Guess what? It's all the five people who were invited. <gasps> Except Sarah. She isn't related to any of them. And she's... I mean, what? <sighs> Therefore, you know she's fucking safe. <sighs> 
Pritchard shows up to warn Eddie and Sarah of the house wants revenge. Also, somehow the ghosts went online to change the guest list. Okay, how much coke was news to write in this fucking script? In the morgue, the good Dr. Blackburn brings everyone back to life at fire injection in the thigh. She then kills him when he tells her Melissa is still missing, so she stabs him to death with a bloody scalpel. I mean, she just stands and stabs the shit out of him. She then goes to the isolation chamber thing to put, so to find out what price is now gone. She sticks uh, Blackburn's body in and cuts his head off. Wow, I know she was a gold digger, but she's fucking insane. The rest hunt for a good doctor, finding blood in a the morgue. They head to the chamber to find his beheaded body. And wow. Sarah runs off all alone, finds Price hiding in the shadows, pretending to be Melissa, so she fills him with bullets. Evelyn then finds him and laughs over his <coughs> dead body. But surprise, he's wearing a squib vest and it, he's filled it with had the guns with blanks. So how the fuck did the blanks smash the fucking glass? Uh, and one thing here, this Sarah chick was only five foot from where he was standing, even with blanks, if she shot him in the head, he would be fucking dead. Luckily, she shoots him in the bloody body about 11 times. Uh, dear God, thank God it's not finished. Price and Evelyn fight. Uh, he throws her through uh, the darkness as terrible CGI kills her. Now, part of the darkness, Evelyn chases after Price. He's behind the basement door, which now has a door for some fucking reason. Pritchard opens it, and he's killed by the darkness. And shit, I forgot, Dr. Vanicott uh, shows off his handiwork to Price as he shows off Melissa's body cut into pieces, stuck in a display case, because spooky! With the darkness now free, it chases after Price, Sarah and Eddie. Price runs to the attic, leaving Sarah and Eddie to deal with the house as it eats himself, tearing up the floorboards as it chases after them. And note, there was a cutscene where Sarah falls into the sub-basement to be attacked by zombies, hence why she loses her jacket and why her red top is ripped to shreds at the end. Meanwhile, Price is trying to get the gears to move, but to no avail. So he throws a fucking wrench at it and it magic opens a window. What the fuck? As Sarah and Eddie run to the attic, Price is then killed by the darkness Evelyn. Just as he got the window opened, Sarah and Eddie get out, but Ghost Pritchard helps them by opening up a window. What the fuck? Because Ghost Evelyn cut a rope that sealed back the window, so he opened it. Oh, what the fuck, moving on. Eddie screams, he's adopted, he's nothing to do with it. So he's like, out, now stuck on a ledge until rescue. They are five million dollars richer because somehow the checks float out from under the fucking metal ass Go oh, moving on. Sarah and Eddie then laugh as credits roll. So that was House on Haunted Hill, 1999. Like the Marlon Manson cover of Sweet Dreams, you don't fuck with the original. As cheesy as the 59 one is, it's far better than this. And saying that, however, this is a dumb fun. The effects are shit. The acting is OTT. But this is just a harmless, useless remake. I'm going to give this thing a, I don't know, 5 out of 10. I mean, it's just meh. <laughs> it's just stupid fun. Just don't 
let the fucking ridiculous plot holes annoy you what did with me. <clears throat> anyway, come back next week for a straight to tape. Return to House and Haunted Hill, and then Sleepy Hollow the following week, and my fourth year podcast special of Ghostbusters 1984. And my Halloween special on Halloween will be Halloween 2018. And can I say Halloween in more than that sentence? November is Night Off Movies, December is End of the World Movies. So don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Apod. Email me with suggestions to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Check out my other horror franchise podcasts of House, Resident Evil, Hellraiser, Lost Boys and more. Also my solo podcast of They Live, The Stuff, Dracula and many, many more. Finally, check out my second podcast, The Schlocky Horror Podcast Show on Anchor, where myself and my co-host Eric cover the best of the bad from B to Z. Bye. And remember, I watch these movies so you don't have to. And eating us a funky old house.